family ties. No matter what, it takes courage. Girl, you are courageous. Why does it take courage? Because we don't want to hurt those that we love. And we also don't really know how to do God now with our families. It all takes courage. When we grow up in a culture with a belief system that emphasizes family over even God, how do we move forward when our beliefs are no longer shared? Today, we are talking about the biggest struggle we face when we leave the church. It's family. Did you know that belief the size of a mustard seed is enough to move mountains? God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. I'm Shelby Hosfield. I have a colorful religious past and carried around a lot of baggage for far too long. 20 years after leaving the church, I discovered who God really is and that he was waiting for me the whole time. I do not want it to take you so long. God put it on my heart to help you, pretty girl, find grace, God's truth, and the amazing, unending, steadfast love of Jesus. We are building a relationship after religion and learning new strength in Him to do things we never thought possible. If God is for us, who can be against us? You are listening to Finding Faith Above. Let me just share this before we go any further. This episode, this episode is going to be about validation because I don't have the answers. (laughs) I have been so blessed to talk to so many women who have left the church. I listen to their stories and I listen to their struggles and I wish I could say I could fix all of their problems and their number one concern, but I can't. What I can do, what I plan to do in this podcast today is share some likely scenarios you may face or be facing after leaving religion. And girl, all this takes guts. It takes a lot of guts. And to be completely 100% honest with you, I have been a big old chicken, <laughs> a big fat scared chicken. Have you been there? God put this podcast on my heart to talk to you pretty girls and Um, help you find faith, find Jesus after leaving the church. He asked me to do this, but I have been super scared. And the crazy thing is, is when I really look at it, what is there for me to be afraid of? Unlike many of you, I have been out of the church for 20 years. My dad, for the most part, is the only person in the church that I see on a regular basis. I have friends, but it's been so long, I think they are past the point of thinking about whether or not I'm coming back. But I guess that just goes to show how much of a hold this has on us. How leaving really is just such a hold. The family side is hard, even 20 years later. Who wants to be shamed by everyone they know? I mean, come on, really. (laughs) Even in the name of Jesus, that is no fun. And the thing is, I love my dad. I respect him more than almost anyone on the planet. It breaks my heart to know that he is disappointed in me. And that, you know, he's even gone as far as saying that I'm making some seriously questionable decisions. And I have done nothing but try to, you know, honor God. Um, And it's hard. That's hard. It is also so sad to me to think that one of the people that I love most may never actually know the peace of Jesus. And does he truly think I am going to outer darkness? (laughs) This is a question. I mean, honestly, I've never sat down and asked him that. Um, Does he actually think that that, that's where I'm going? 
So with reflecting on all of this and after talking to so many of you amazing women who have helped me with uh, kind of putting myself back in the place where I was when I first left the church, um, it, it a lot of this has just come really fresh to the surface and just how impactful the uh the, the tie is with family has just become more and more evident. So I wanted to just read some different scenarios for you today of kind of what you may be going through so that you know you're not alone. Because I think that's one of the scariest parts about this is we think we're alone. We're one of the only people that, that really is dealing with this, but you're not alone. You are not alone. So first off, number one, are you the black sheep? <laughs> It's terrible to say, but at this point, if you are one of the only ones who's left, that may be what it seems like. And if you grew up in a big Mormon family and you have left, there is a good chance right now that that is who you are. Telling everyone you are leaving may have been one of the hardest days you've ever had. You may have the family, you know, bearing their testimonies to you every chance that they get. Maybe it's through email, messenger, a phone call, or the hardest, in person. They want to tell you that you need more belief, uh, that you need to stop questioning, and you need to listen to your Heavenly Father. You know you are no longer in the club. It's pretty evident, but maybe you told them all through a Facebook post. You know, that's going to be a little different. Uh, you wouldn't be alone there. Sometimes we just have to rip off that Band-Aid and just put it out there in a post for everyone to see. And with that, um, you know, came some backlash, which is, you know, very prevalent when we do things through typing rather than even just speaking them because people are so much more willing to bash and say things through a message than they ever would face-to-face. I say that, but maybe some of you also got face-to-face -face as well, some of that shamefulness. And I'm, I'm so sorry if you went through that. It's got to be just so incredibly difficult. I'm so sorry. But some of you have also been in the position now where you have been shunned. And I didn't even know that that was a word that we used really, but that is what has happened to so many of you. Because of your differences in faith and your outspoken words is what it usually comes down to. Essentially, your apostasy. Some of you, you have sisters, you have brothers, you have dads, you have moms that won't talk to you. And that just breaks my heart. I was actually talking to my sister about church the other day and some of our struggles. And we don't really hash this out that often, but every once in a while, it's good to have someone else who uh, kind of is in the same boat that you are. So she she also left the church and she was, um, after she was done with high school, like me. And uh, we did have a little bit different experiences because I was the first child and kind of the first one to go through a lot of this. And she is almost five years younger than me. So uh, I think a lot of the pressure had kind of subsided by the time that she got in and she saw her older sister just leave. And so I think she kind of um, skirted through some of this without quite the the family pressure, but she had still just every bit as much of the um, the doctrine. We were talking about if we could wave a magic wand and have all of this fixed. So she is a total Enneagram nine. So if you know, nines, their biggest thing that they want in life is going to be peace. And I think the biggest thing that we talked about was uh, just 
if she could wave a magic wand, she would love for there to be no more guilt around the fact that she had left. No more guilt uh, for, you know, other people looking at her, no more guilt of her in her own heart. And a big one is she also feels incredibly terrible about the fact that her dad now has guilt because of the pressure that the church has put on him uh, into thinking that he failed. You know, he failed as a father and not being able to bring his kids up also in the church. And so guilt, that guilt and just letting that go And um, that's something that is very difficult for all of us, but it's the peace. The peace is what we're all striving for. And I don't know if it's possible (laughs) to have um, peace with with everyone without any guilt in that, just because everybody's so has such strong feelings about what's going on there. But that would be the one thing that I would say I would love to is just to have have peace in your own heart about leaving, have peace from those that uh, feel differently and and not put that pressure on, and then peace also with them so that they don't worry so much about about your salvation and where you are. Um, just have that peace, and that's that's a hard one, but. I'm wishing for that for you guys. I'm praying for that for all of you today. So the second area that you may be experiencing some turbulence with family is going to be husbands and wives. Now, I grew up in a mixed faith household. Not an easy road. My parents have been married 40 years. My dad is very involved in the church. My mom went through seven sets of missionaries and is not a member of the church still today. from all the women that I talk to, this is a bumpy ride, but sometimes it can be a blessed one. It just has to go through some of those little bit rockier points sometimes. So these are really two scenarios. Uh, You know, the husband and wife situation can be broken into just kind of two areas here. Um, Of course, there are going to be different nuanced variations with all of these, but the basics, you both leave. Woohoo! Let's throw a party. You guys both decide to do it together, but maybe not so fast. You two just threw out everything you ever knew about the church, plus all your social, behavioral, everything cultural about everything in your lives. (laughs) Kind of the whole entire way that you operate, you just threw it out there. And that is completely awesome. And I say, go you guys, but navigating this can get a bit messy. So what do you do now? Do you still read the Bible together? Do you go to church now? Or is it just second Sunday, which we've heard so many times? Uh, What if somewhere one person changes their mind? You know, what about they just decide they don't want to believe in God altogether? Uh, Have grace with each other. I think that's one of the biggest things is have grace with each other. You guys are going through a pretty serious event together. So lean on each other love each other, have grace with each other, read the Bible together. If I could say anything, that's going to be the thing. Read the Bible together. Uh, that's my just my little bit of two cents in there. I do think that that um, you, can't, you can't ever go wrong with God's word. So, all right. So then the next thing that could possibly be going on, and this is um, very tricky. This is the household I grew up in. The second scenario is only one of you leaves. Or you end up marrying someone who is 
Mormon and you didn't really know exactly what all that meant or you know for for my family it was um it was an interesting ride to love someone so much and not be able to share the most important thing which is God can be very sad in that I am just going to give you this verse uh, my husband who is not a Mormon but we have had our own set of challenges being on the same page with faith um, he grew up Catholic so we have and I grew up Mormon, so <laughs> we have just kind of a, a mixed bag of faith here going on. But one particular morning after we had a bit of a serious faith discussion that did not go as well as I'd hoped, um, God showed this to me in his word, a beautiful verse uh, that I really just tried to remind myself of. And I actually just stumbled upon this. I had never read this verse before, and God works in such funny ways. <laughs> People always say, how does God speak to me? And yet we have his word, literally we call it his word in our hands. So that's how he speaks to us. But okay, so I digress. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. That's 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2. So even though you may not completely always be on the same page, and I know that that has got to be just so incredibly hard. I grew up with that. It's got to be just so hard. Um, lean on God. Lean on God with, with all your heart and um, be that example of Christ for them so that hopefully one day through seeing the outpouring of Jesus' love because you can't help it when he's in, in your heart. You, you can't help but just let it overflow. That that will overflow to all parts of your life and in um, your husband and you can share that together because that's just beautiful. All right, so the next thing in this one, this is the killer for me. This one, this one breaks my heart into about a million pieces because I have had um, just such experience with this, is your kids. That has really got to be one of the absolute hardest, hardest places uh, to deal with after leaving the church and kind of the aftermath and figuring out what to do. How do you raise your kids? How do you talk to them about God? Um, you know, if you are in a mixed faith home and they're still going, like what, what does that mean? And so I wanted to just kind of share some insight with you guys, because I do want to let you know, again, you are not alone. You are not alone with this. And it has, um, it is hard. You know, our babies are our hearts walking around outside of our bodies. So anything that is affecting them is also affecting us. And we can't help it as mamas. That's just the way it works. So I was also a kid in the middle of growing up in a mixed faith home. And we think kids are resilient. We say that. Um, but we know, we know that their childhood will be with them the rest of our lives, just as our childhood was with us. So I could talk about this for for a lot longer because I think there is so much to unpack here with uh, how to help our kids um, move forward with faith. It's so incredibly important and it's it's something I'm definitely going to have to do another episode on. But uh, let me just get into a little bit more on my past with it. So because my mom thought it was best for me to go with my dad to church uh, and was honestly afraid to talk about Jesus with me, um, 
she was not completely on board with the Mormon faith, but just to keep uh, the peace in the family, she had me go with my dad. And um, it, it it did a lot of kind of crazy things because I at, this was kind of at the precipice of my parents definitely having that moment that was like, he really wanted her to join. She really didn't want to. I was kind of, I guess you could say, in the middle of all of this, right, you know, I was young. Um, and then right into, you know, I turned eight. And then I'm supposed to get baptized. And my mom is clearly against it. My dad is clearly for it. And what ended up happening was me, you know, crying to God, please just tell me that it's true so that I can just join the club and we can stop all this argument. And God didn't answer me. <laughs> course he's not going to answer me you know if you're going to ask for something that's crazy he's not going to tell you something is true that's not true and he's not he he didn't speak to me in that way he ended up speaking to me in a lot of other ways that I didn't realize until I was much older but I didn't get those answers and and it was very very confusing for me as an eight-year-old child so if you have young kids and they're kind of in the middle of this I don't know what the answer is I, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know what my experience was with that. And it is something that I have carried with me and is very hard. So when I ended up um, joining the club at 11, because then I was considered a convert and I had become kind of the weirdo that was different from everybody else at church, um, I did have to go through a whole set of missionaries and everything for that, which was odd. My mom cried again. It was uh, not easy um, as a child, too much, way too much pressure as a young child. And I know that my parents love me and that's not what they wanted to put on me. Um, but I do wish that I had had a glimpse of the real Jesus through all of that. And I, I know that my mom just felt like it was best to not say anything. And that maybe was the right thing. Cause now here I am and I'm able to help you guys. <laughs> but, uh, but just, I guess, maybe if you're going through this, I don't know if the story will help you or not. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll confuse you more. But I'd just like to share my story as someone who's kind of been through that. So fast forward, then on with my own kids after leaving the church. And this is the position that a lot of you guys find yourself in, is you've left the church, and now you're like, well... I know I believe in God, but I don't know what to even believe about God. And I don't know what to tell my kids about God. And I don't know at all how to raise them. And I don't know how to teach them. And where do I go from here? I always pictured myself, you know, going to church every Sunday with my family. And now pff, that is out the window. Like, I don't even know what to think about that. So this was the position that I found myself in. And I, I really wanted to to take my kids to church, to teach them about God. But I was still questioning so much myself that instead of, you know, shoving it down their throat, like someone had done to me, because I really hadn't met Jesus yet. So I didn't know the peace of Jesus. I just knew that it was, um, that, you know, he, he, he was there, <laughs> but I, I hadn't met him and known how incredibly important and beautiful and amazing and truthful his peace is. If I had known that, I would have brought more God into my kids' lives when they were younger, but I didn't. And so what I ended up doing was a whole lot of nothing. 
and I kind of gave it to the world to teach my kids. And I don't know if you guys have realized this, but the world is very godless. <laughs> and so they they basically had no God. And, and in an effort to, uh, you know, shield them from putting too much pressure on them, I instead deprived them of the love of Jesus. I didn't have it myself, but I deprived them of the ability to ever get to know him. And that's what actually brought me to him is because when the world took over and told my kids some really, really awful things about themselves as the world will do, and they didn't have their armor of God on because they didn't know him, he infiltrated in a way, the devil infiltrated in a way into my home that the only thing that I felt like I could do was hit my knees, surrender to God, and ask for help. And that was a beautiful moment. In all honesty, I would not trade any of that in anything from, from being a kid until all of it. I wouldn't trade anything that happened because it brought me to Jesus. And that is worth everything. That peace is worth everything. But it was hard. It was really, really, really hard. And so if I can say anything with all of this, I'm going on here <laughs> for a while, but if I can say anything is don't be afraid to jump in there and share Jesus with your kids because it's not like what we grew up with that is, you know, lies. <laughs> Jesus is not a lie. He's not a lie. He is the truth and he is the light and he is the only thing that can bring that peace that is just, it can't even describe it into your life, into your kid's life and, and give them the armor of God and, and help direct, direct your whole family. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's Ephesians 4.32. So here's some words of encouragement because I know this one was probably tough. It probably really hit home today. And like I said, I don't have answers for everything. I don't. Um, but I do hope that you can find some peace in his words because he can, he can move mountains. And so uh, putting your faith in him and your trust in him will never, will never lead you astray. So this is hard. I get it. Family is going to be the hardest part for so many of you about leaving the church. It is going to be easy to get your feelings hurt. You're going to be really tempted to want to just go throw a whole bunch of truth at them. <laughs> at the other side, the people who are still, you know, in the believing side of things and not on the same page as you, you're going to be really tempted to really want to just give them all the, all the truth answers. Um, but you trust in Jesus. All you have to worry about, pretty girl, is that peace. He has given you in your heart. That is everything. And that peace surpasses all understanding. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's John 14, 27. Those are the words of Jesus right there. You are not supposed to figure this all out. We are supposed to surrender to him and trust him that his words can speak so much louder than our own. Love one another, love God and love one another. 
Jesus didn't say, love one another and sometimes be really mean to all those people who are really mean to you because they don't agree with you. That's not what he said. He said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's his words. John 13, 34 and 35. Think about how much he loved you. He died for you. That's how much he loved you. So do you think he was out there, you know, throwing mean things at each other? No. He had peace with everyone. He had love for everyone. So finally, when I was having a bit of a harder time working with loved ones uh, that I did not see eye to eye with, uh, and I wrote this, and I have it posted up in my closet at home where I see it every morning uh, next to a selection of verses, and I hope that it helps you. It has helped me. So a proclamation day. (laughs) And this was a little note that I wrote to myself. So I hereby proclaim in all truth that my hope comes from the Lord. My joy is in Jesus. The heart is fickle. God's love is steadfast. Jesus is the truth and the light. I will not be easily offended. No words can change my joy. Peace is in me as Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is in my soul. The Prince of Peace, the light of the world, God knows my heart. I do not need to be right or doubted over or even acknowledged by the ones on this earth. My job is to love them and be a disciple of Christ to know him every day and make him known. Yes, my hope comes from the Lord. My joy is Jesus in my soul. And lastly, here is a verse, a beautiful verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. All right, go out there, read your Bibles. (laughs) That is my one thing that I want you to do so badly. I want you to go and spend some time getting to know him because you will be amazed at the peace that is going to bring you. Do you want to know more? (laughs) So the reason behind every one of my episodes comes from past experiences, real life questions and struggles I have been through as an Exmo. Also, I talk to all sorts of amazing women that I compile into these beautiful episodes with just real world experience. And if you want the scoop on all of that, then head on over to Finding Faith Above and click on Ever Wonder Why? You will get a backstage pass to all the resources that have helped me get to the other side of faith. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to join the Facebook group where you can have a safe space to do all the sharing because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are at and I want to help you have all the hope and none of the lost. 
resources, art, Bible studies. It's all there just for you. Findingfaithabove.com. Wishing you all the best in love in Jesus' name. See you next time.